I love busting myths. And today's myths are about potential cures for this virus, this plague. The virus, SARS-CoV-2, that causes COVID-19. Today we deal with myths about this epidemic. Myths on how to treat the disease. Myths on how to prevent the disease. The problem is, some of those myths can kill you. My name is Dr. Terry Simpson, and this is Your Doctor's Orders, dedicated to busting myths and spreading science virally. A well-meaning, nice fellow from China offered to send me some traditional Chinese medicine. He said that traditional Chinese medicine would cure COVID-19. His claim was that traditional Chinese medicine is why Wuhan became free of this disease. It turns out that 85% of COVID-19 patients in Wuhan tried some form of traditional Chinese medicine. I covered Eastern medicine in our podcast called The First Vitamin, back when this podcast was culinary medicine. But did this work for them? Clearly not. So what's in traditional Chinese medicine? Can you tell me what it contains? No, you can't. It's a blend of things like herbs, spices, rhinoceros horns. And therein lies one problem. We don't know what that concoction they give you has in it. Traditional Chinese medicine is unregulated. Both in terms of efficacy and even more than that, safety. And to point out the obvious, this is a novel virus. Novel meaning no human being has ever encountered this virus before now. Which begs the question, how can traditional medicine cure something that isn't traditional? Something that's brand new to the world and to the human species? It cannot. And it does not. Traditional Chinese medicine is a scam. There is no uniformity to what is in their concoctions. It could be tiger penis or Viagra. Further, there's been no testing to prove any safety, efficacy, dose, or toxicity. Chinese traditional medicine is a scam. Based on the naivete of its users, it's a scam. And now for vitamin C, everybody's favorite vitamin. People on my Facebook page are trying to convince me that intravenous vitamin C will prevent you from getting this virus. Or if you get the virus, intravenous vitamin C will cure you. It won't. So why does vitamin C always come up as a cure for almost any disease out there? We know vitamin C is necessary to survive. Without it, you will get seriously ill. Vitamin C is an antioxidant, pretty powerful. 
And as an antioxidant, it will decrease inflammation, which may be useful because in studies, vitamin C has reduced inflammation in the lungs. So that all sounds good because it's lung injury that kills people who have COVID-19. The problem is that COVID-19 is a different type of lung injury. There have been prior studies on the effects of intravenous vitamin C in people with lung injuries, but a very specific type of lung injury. In those studies, the subjects had sepsis and acute respiratory distress syndrome, ARDS, both of which are serious, deadly conditions, to be sure. But neither of them damaged the lungs in the same or even a similar way to how COVID-19 damages lung tissues. In other studies of patients who were critically ill in the ICU before COVID-19, I know there was a time, but those people had some intravenous vitamin C infusion for another type of study, and they compared it with a placebo. There was no evidence that vitamin C reduced organ failure or helped the lungs recover. You know, much of this stems from the myths about vitamin C as a cure for the common cold. The most common virus that causes a cold is from the virus, which is classified as a rhinovirus. And in one extreme study, some people actually agreed to be inoculated with that virus. Yes, volunteers agreed to have someone give them a cold in order to participate in a study about vitamin C. Let me give you a better picture. These nice volunteers agreed to have a doctor shove a nasal swab deep inside their nose, all the way back to their throat. That swab was infected with rhinovirus, the one that causes the common cold. Now, which subjects were given either vitamin C treatment or a placebo in a randomized study was blinded, meaning the subjects didn't know which treatment they received. So how well did it work? Well, it turns out that daily treatment of 200 milligrams of vitamin C reduced the duration of their colds by half a day. So only 13 and a half days instead of 14 days on average. Is that a lot? Well, maybe. Does vitamin C do the same for those who have contracted the novel coronavirus, COVID-19? Nope. To be clear, a rhinovirus has as much in common with a coronavirus as you do with a lizard. While both viruses can cause common cold symptoms, they are two completely different viruses. And no, taking high doses of vitamin C won't help prevent getting that, regardless of what your health guru or TV doctor claims. And by the way, your body doesn't store vitamin C. Within hours, all of that excess vitamin C you're taking will be reprocessed by your kidneys as urine. No, you just can't keep loading up with vitamin C throughout the day because your body processes about as fast as you can ingest it. And again, since your body can't store vitamin C, well, instead of taking a pill or a lot of pills or something, it's probably just better if you take a diet that has plenty of vitamin C in it, which means fruits and vegetables. You know, broccoli has a lot of vitamin C. Isn't that fun? If you like broccoli. But there is zero evidence that taking vitamin C in a pill form will help you ward off COVID-19. But you still can eat better and smarter. And the other interesting thing is the Internet Cure says that 
people should get intravenous vitamin C. So there's a local peddler of this uh, scam in my area, and they're willing to sell you uh, 200 milligrams of vitamin C by IV for 125 bucks. There is no evidence intravenous vitamin C is better than taking a pill. Zero. The only time we give patients intravenous vitamin C is when people are unable to take the medicine orally. So anyone selling intravenous vitamin C as a health benefit is selling you a scam. Don't buy it. And then there is hydroxychloroquine. I think we're almost over this one now, but President Trump has touted this drug as a potential cure for COVID-19. Now, that would be nice. Hydroxychloroquine is a current drug, and there's a fair bit of it around. But does it cure COVID-19? No, it does not. We've seen two studies from France. Both of them have many, many flaws. The data, such as it is, from these poorly designed studies does not equal the hype around this purported cure. In fact, the data, again, such as it is, does not show any meaningful difference in outcomes between those who took the drug to treat COVID-19 and those that did not. And then there's the added problem that hydroxychloroquine has toxicity even at normal doses. It can stop your heart. It can cause you to go blind. Several additional drug trials trying or using hydroxychloroquine in COVID-19 patients have been stopped because of the toxic effects seen in those patients. Oh, and a lack of efficacy. The hype of hydroxychloroquine is quietly dying as we speak, and that's good because that allows those who really need the drug to prevent malaria or to treat arthritis or lupus will be able to get the drug. But it is not a drug to treat COVID-19, so no. Hydroxychloroquine isn't a scam. It is real medicine, but it's a real medicine that has no efficacy against COVID-19. Now, remdesivir is a drug that was originally manufactured to work in the fight against Ebola. It didn't work against Ebola. But it's been used on a limited basis, kind of in a long shot or compassionate use for some patients who have COVID-19. And so far, it's shown enough promise that the company that makes the drug has started to produce remdesivir in large quantities once again. In one early trial at the University of Chicago, patients who were severely ill with COVID-19 went home shortly after receiving the drug when it would have been by all models predicted they would have gotten worse. I know it sounds great. Then in another recent trial, the remdesivir didn't change mortality in any statistically meaningful way in patients with COVID-19, and it appeared to reduce hospital stay by about three days from 11 to 14, 14 to 11. But again, more trials are needed, and the FDA has just approved remdesivir for use against COVID-19. I look at remdesivir much like we looked at AZT 33 years ago. Once human immunodeficiency virus was identified as the cause of AIDS, they began looking at antivirals because they had a hard time getting a vaccine. We still don't have a vaccine against HIV. And the first one that came up was AZT. It had 
marginal benefit, really isn't used today, but it was our first drug. And today we have really good drugs to treat HIV. And someday we will have really good drugs to treat COVID-19. Remdesivir is just the start. Now, I, I shouldn't have to say this, but I do. Do not drink bleach or disinfectants. They will not prevent or cure COVID-19. Right now, I have a patient in the hospital who drank bleach and lived, but his life is miserable. And the only way that he can get nutrition is from a tube going into his stomach because his esophagus is destroyed. And then there is Dr. Mercola, a doctor, let me put that in quotes, who has recommended that some people breathe a 3% solution of hydrogen peroxide. That will not work. Not only that, but that will damage your lungs and maybe kill you. What we need is a vaccine against the SARS-CoV-2 virus. You see, the virus itself does not give a great immune response. Now, anytime you get a viral infection, you develop an immune response against the virus, and that's how your body gets over it. That's how the infection is stopped inside your body. But some viruses don't give a great immune response, meaning you can get the disease again, and that's not fun. And there is a possibility that a vaccine may not be developed for a while. Just like I said, with HIV, in spite of years of trying, we have never developed a vaccine against that retrovirus that causes HIV. With HIV, not only do you not get a good immune response, but the virus hides from your immune system, so it stays with you, and then it destroys your immune system. But for HIV, we have, as I said, antiviral drugs. Another example of a virus that doesn't give a great immune response is chickenpox. You get it once, usually as a kid, and then the virus hides in nerve cells, and later in life it's manifested as shingles. Thankfully, we have a vaccine against chickenpox, and then once you hit 50, you ought to get the vaccine called Shingrix, two doses. There is some evidence that you can get reinfected with COVID-19. I mean, imagine going through all that hell, being quarantined, maybe even spending time in the intensive care unit, maybe even placed on a ventilator. And after all that, your body may not make enough of a immune response to uh, where you get the disease again. That's terrifying. But right now, we really don't know how much of an immune response happens with those who've recovered from COVID-19. And while it is likely there is some immunity, we don't know how long that immunity will last. Is it a year, two years, a week? We just don't know. In fact, there was some evidence that patients were reinfected with COVID-19 only after a few weeks they had recovered from the disease. That is terrifying. But I am cautiously optimistic that we will, in time, have an effective virus vaccine against SARS-CoV-2. There are a number of institutions that are working to develop a vaccine, and as of this recording, there are six potential vaccines undergoing phase one testing, those first trials to see if they're safe. And if they are, then we'll see if they work. A vaccine not only prevents you from suffering through and recovering from the disease, but a vaccine will elicit a more rigorous immune response. Vaccines are designed to give you a good immune response against this virus. 
Although if the virus changes like influenza does every year, we will have to get a new vaccine, maybe a new one every year, or maybe a booster every few years. My favorite vaccine that's currently being tested comes from the Jenner Institute at Oxford in England. They should have a million doses ready by September. They are betting that this vaccine will be effective. And if it is, they'll be ready with it. And if it is, if their vaccine proves to be safe and effective by next winter, COVID-19 will be a bad memory. Wouldn't that be nice? It turns out what they are doing is taking a bit of the protein from SARS-CoV-2 virus and splicing it into adenovirus, a different type of virus as a vector, and that adenovirus will cause your body to make a whole bunch of that protein, which your body will make antibodies to and cure it. It has worked so far in monkeys. That technology, by the way, that technology of splicing a protein in another virus was first done at the University of Chicago in the Kovler Viral Oncology Labs of Dr. Bernard Roisman many years ago, And I only know that because I was there. And my name is on that paper. You know, science and medicine, we're always fighting against scams. We know that oral and IV solutions of vitamin C are no better than eating a diet rich in fruits and vegetables. We know that a traditional Chinese medicine doctor, in quotes, has no traditional treatments for a virus that didn't exist in humans five months ago. We know ingesting bleach or disinfectants will not treat or cure COVID-19, but can kill you. And we know there will be more scams. For now, we wait for science to bring us real medicine. And hopefully, a vaccine that would be, we know, a real solution. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Doctor's Orders. And while I'm a doctor and a virologist, I am not your doctor or virologist. And you should always seek the advice of a trusted licensed medical provider. But here is this doctor's advice. Until we have a treatment or a vaccine, stay at home. Wash your hands a lot and don't drink or breathe or otherwise ingest disinfectants. This podcast is a part of Your Doctor's Orders Network and is produced and distributed by our friends at Simpler Media Productions. My executive producer is the talented and masked producer girl from Producer Girl Productions. You can follow me for information and my snarky tweets on Twitter, where I am at Dr. Terry Simpson, that is Dr. Terry Simpson. Until next time, don't drink the water or the bleach. Drink the scotch. Hey, Evo, social distancing is done when you are out there smoking your pipe. I mean, few people will come close and think of it. The person who gave you that pipe was saving your life. That must have been one cool dude.